Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you ready, partner? Let's all play together! Suck my ass! If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! Is it nice to have your space back? It's a little bit lonely. Gotta talk to the hamster a lot. But... <laughs> I thought it was a guinea pig. Hamster or guinea pig? Guinea pigs are like big. Hamsters are like this big. She used to be a hamster. Now she's a guinea pig. Listen to me, okay? And please, believe what I'm saying. I truly don't like you as a person. Can't one human being not like another human being? Can't we all just not get along? And did you know that the OC Weekly has staples for my weekly? Thank you. And now... Feature presentation. What's up, party people? Welcome into yet another all-new Kevin Bean Show, this time for a Thursday, the 26th of September. How are we doing? How do I sound? You sound, sound good. really good. Fabulous. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind the scenes, uh, although folks who were paying attention, listening closely yesterday, knew that uh, we were being held together by, by spit and, and chewing gum. Um, we had a piece of equipment fail on my end, and I was having a lot of trouble just being on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we swapped it out. And I think we're back in business and we're good to go. You even have like a new bass in your voice. I needed it. Like yeah. you, yeah, you're, you're, you're killing, you're like a top 40 guy now. I need, I needed it. He where was super manly. Where was this 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. This would have been good for Flash Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's so funny because I only have a few weeks left in America mm-hmm. and uh, at this job. And I feel like every electronic in my life is failing right now. Just, I'm just trying to get over the finish line. Like, like my car is breaking down now, for mm-hmm. instance, you know, within a few weeks of selling it. Okay, can we just, for people freaking out, because when they hear few, they think three. Mm-hmm. You're not done in three weeks, right? Um, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think man so. Man of mystery. <laughs> we hope it's till, like, right before acoustic Christmas. Right. It could, yeah. it could be that long. But uh, there's, there's, I don't want to bore everybody with this. There's many moving parts. So we don't know exactly when it'll be. But okay, it's, then it, don't, don't throw out a few then. Don't, well, I mean, if, don't a freak few, people out. A few, a few weeks is, you know, three. eight, not nine weeks. No, a few is generally three. Three. What's the most you can have and still be a few? I think four. Maybe four. Really? Yeah. yeah. Five weeks can't even be a few? No, absolutely. Well, because then it's over no. a month. Okay. All right, so I have days left here on the program. <laughs> and maybe hours. <laughs> hours even. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm going to make it to, to RJ Bell today. That's, okay, that's how it. That's how close this is. Got it. But anyway, we apologize yesterday for some of the uh, some of the dropouts and some of the distortion. That is the uh, that is the danger of equipment. And uh, we're back in business today with an all new show that we're going to get to in a minute. By the way, um, 
I did not. I failed because I was watching uh, Seth Green's movie last night. I totally forgot to watch The uh, the Masked Singer. Jensen, mm-hmm. you check it out? I saw highlights. Mm-hmm. I didn't fully engulf myself. I'm going to watch that today because I DVR'd it. But I did see who the two, uh, right. the two Masked Singers were. Yes, we won't spoil that for folks who haven't seen it yet, but... But you know, I was but, shocked when it was Bill Cosby. I'm telling you, I didn't even know he was out. Yeah, I, <laughs> they gave him, I guess, a release. I guess I thought he was. I thought he was pretty seriously yeah. in jail. But. And he picked to be an egg, which was weird. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't I don't understand a country where the biggest show on television is a guy dressed up as a skeleton singing <laughs> the Sugar Home Gang. I mean, what is, how how weird is this? Hey, let's bring out the Rottweiler to sing some Hall and Oates. I mean, this is real life. Yeah, I mean, it's a real David Lynch feeling, but it it's a top show. It's it's a, you know, a Super it's Bowl number. It's a numbers. sensation, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a sensation. All right, um, before we talk about the show, um, great story here. You know, I have... Uh, You've all heard me on multiple occasions beg Dr. Drew for the okay to do some LSD, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with the LSD. I'm fascinated with the stories that people have. And by the way, I should say this, um, never done drugs in my whole life. <laughs> right. Maybe even tell kids it's a bad idea. Yes, it is a bad idea. Don't do it. Right. Right. It is, which is why, by the way, Dr. Drew has refused to give me the go-ahead mm-hmm. to do it because it's a terrible idea and no one should ever do it. Correct. But I mean, I've never taken drugs. Okay, so I don't want you to think that this is just oh, I gotta come, I gotta finish my checklist here. Yeah, <laughs> I just gotta do some acid. Then I've done them all. True addicts. <laughs> That's not the case. But here's a story about LSD in the news that I find fascinating. This is a couple because they're in uh, in France. They have uh, they have uh, laws there where they do not re- reveal the names of people who are in news stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have privacy concerns there. Um, a 32-year-old engineer is at uh, Disneyland Paris with his girlfriend when apparently she slipped him LSD in his drink. <gasps> Sounds chill. His own girlfriend. Oof. Almost immediately, he fell into the man-made lake in Adventureland near Captain Hook's pirate ship and did not resurface. Oh, my gosh. His girlfriend grew nervous, and at around 8.30 p.m. Friday, the park began to close up for the night, and she alerted the staff that he was still missing, okay? Mm -hmm. So Disneyland, again, this is in France, they are on it, man. They just put a full court press on trying to find this guy. I mean, they just, they activated, you know, every resource at their availability to try to find this guy, and they scoured the park, and they cannot find him. Uh, they had a search party with divers. They had police. They had 30 firefighters, 80 employees of Disneyland Paris. I mean, they're all looking for this dude. Okay, fast forward to the next morning. A 44-year-old man, miles from Disneyland, is driving home from work and comes across a naked man in the middle of the road. Oh, my gosh. He Quote, survived. He did not have a centimeter of clothes on him, and he was barefoot. He was just calmly making his way down the street. So this dude, the driver, stops the car and says, hey, uh, why, why are you walking around naked? And he said he didn't remember anything, had no idea where he was or how he got there. Happiest place on earth. Trippiest place on earth, right? Yeah. So the dude takes the stranger in to get him some shorts and a a T-shirt so that he can cover himself off Mm -hmm. and uh, calls the police and they've got a record of it. And he ends up taking the dude back to Disneyland and apparently he's fine. But what happened in those hours between when he gets dumped into the drink and he is naked hours later, miles away? How did it happen? Wouldn't you love to see a GoPro cam on this guy's night? Yes. I, Muggs is smiling in a way that I'm not sure I want to know about. <laughs> Muggs, Muggs is this, what, this, what do you know? Did this story ring true to you? Or I mean, I haven't done acid at Disneyland. 
Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but, no, I was just picturing what would happen, like, if he went on any rides or... Right. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's definitely what first came to mind for me, too, the rides. <laughs> uh, my mind went directly to, could she be charged for, like, attempted yeah, murder? Yeah, absolutely. She yeah. could be charged with something. By the way, I like how she was nervous. She became yeah. nervous. When he yeah. didn't the... resurface. Yeah, you put the LSD in his drink. Yeah. And how yes. long did she wait, by the way? To alert um, Disneyland officials? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say what time what time he went under. Uh, it, but... By the story, it felt too long. Yeah. yeah. Horrible, horrible woman. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so there are many questions about the story, including how he surfaced from the Adventureland Lake and nobody saw him mm-hmm. and how he left the park without any, you know, without his girlfriend seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, walk away from the thing. What happened to all of his clothes right. and where he was all night long while rescuers were searching for him? So, anyway, that uh, just makes me want to do LSD more than ever. <laughs> I mean, my take... That was your takeaway. My takeaway uh-huh. is that Dr. Drew is a goddamn narc. Let me have some fun, he all right? He is a cop, yeah. Kiss my f- ass. Thank you. All right, let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach show, shall we? Who's a good doggy? You are. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. <That's> so nice. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. Um, we have um, WWE SmackDown tickets on the program today for their 20th anniversary. Coming up to the Staples Center a week from Friday, we'll give you those Joker screening tickets. Allie, you're going to be handing those out ahead of it opening in theaters a week from Friday. Uh, more tickets for the Hella Mega Tour with Green Day, Weezer, Fallout Boy, and the Interrupters. Thursday means RJ Bell in Las Vegas. Can he help you make some money on NFL week number four? Also, uh, get up on this. Yeah. Any, any hints, Jensen, for today? Uh, we're taking a trip back for music. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. Worst customer service stories. For once, we're not talking about us and the frustration that we have dealing with employees at a company. We want to hear about it from the other side of the table. You're the employee who has to put up with dicks all day long at work. What's their worst behavior? We'll discuss. Also, Seth Green on the program today. It's been a while since we've had him on, but he's got a new movie out that he has written and directed, and the season 10 premiere of Robot Chicken is happening this weekend as well. All of that, plus Allie's got what's happening right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I uh, <clears throat> went to the, uh, the emergency emergency room. Huh? What? what did what? you do? Went to the emergency room. The- For what? For the thing that had no problems? For the hand, the, uh, the, the thing that I that I didn't need to go right. to the doctor for oh, a, so, a, a oh, week and a half injury? ago. The first one on your hand, or the second one on that same hand? Well, same hand, so okay, hard to tell. But did you tell. just have him look at one part of it, which was one injury, then the other part, which was the second injury? <laughs> well, uh, we'll get into the weeds on that. <laughs> you know, the story's got to be pretty small. They probably just kicked him out. Said, yeah. "We don't need you. We don't need <laughs> you. It's healing fine, Forky." <laughs> <laughs> you don't Is need that a, what happened? You don't need to split at all, they no. said. But I have a salad coming. Can you stay and just help me out with it? <laughs> Maybe pick apart the lettuce with your hand? <laughs> I, I will give the uh, details about that uh, that visit. I went against my will, by the way, Good. yesterday. Good. Uh, and I'm not feeling as great about that decision <laughs> as I might. But we'll discuss coming up in the next half hour. Plus, we have your tickets for WWE SmackDown on the way. Allie, what's happening on this Thursday morning? Well, less than a month ago, Kim Kardashian announced the coming release of Kanye West's ninth studio or ninth solo album, excuse me, with a snapshot and a handwritten track list and then a September 27th release date. But it's got to have some fat hip-hop beat. Kanye West later confirmed the album, Jesus is King, which was expected to be heavily gospel-influenced, like his touring Sunday service performances. However, 
According to sources close to the situation, the album may not be released tomorrow. Great is- album. Great album. I didn't know who I was until I heard this album. They got to get on the same page, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, what does the situation even know about this? It's not, uh, it's not uh, him, the situation. It's, oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I misunderstood. It's sources okay. close to, uh, you know, what's happening. Okay, not, gotcha. Not the actual person, the Understood. situation. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, unclear what will happen to the project next. Um, Jesus is King is the second record from West to face a last-minute shelving in less than a year. Yandi, is that the other one? Uh-huh. It was yeah, expected so. last year and then yeah. pushed months later and then never arrived. So that's a, that's a problem. He, he doesn't finish things. I, I mean, I, is anyone excited about the gospel record? I am. Really? I am. Yes. Yeah. I, I, lo- I, I hope uh, it gets uh, postponed forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Kanye also the one Jensen hip hop correspondent who was still tinkering with the album after it had already been released? He was making changes to. Yeah, numerous times. Well, yeah. To Yeezus, he would to uh, Yeezus. Yeah, pull yeah, yeah. and drop singles and, and then uh, fix them and then put them back out through Spotify. Yeah, all the time. So he just is a guy who cannot reach the finish line and go, okay, that's done. That's ready to go. Or has like mental issues. Okay. Uh, yeah, those, those are probably the two options. So Kanye, you've been hanging out with that was the right drop. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right. Look, we screw up plenty on our own, Moses. We don't need you contributing. <laughs> Noted. All right. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, the original stars of Jurassic Park, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum, all returning for 2021's third Jurassic World film. And not only will they all be back, but they're all having sizable roles. This is unlike Jeff Goldblum's brief cameo in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. They're going to be like big stars in it, you guys. That's great. That's great news. good news. And with good news comes what news? Nick Cannon is next in line to get a talk show. Oh, Jesus Christ. The former America's Got Talent host who announced his departure from the reality competition in 2017 will host and produce a new nationally syndicated daytime talk show that will launch in 2020. After leaving America's Got Talent, he said, I wanted to focus on developing my own talk show. I've always dreamed of a platform where I can speak to America and discuss pop culture, as well as the topics on everyone's minds. When I had the opportunity to guest host at my good friend Wendy Williams' show this year, I experienced the energy and excitement of a daytime talk show and instantly knew I found my audience. I am sorry. If uh, Hollywood treasurer Jerry O'Connell is not allowed to have a talk show, then certainly Nick Cannon is not. But it does show that if you uh, fill in for Wendy Williams, you get your own show. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I think what my takeaway is from this is Wendy Williams just needs to show up to work. Yeah. Because when (laughs) she's not at work, bad things happen. Yes. So please stop it, Wendy. And she just got renewed for another two years, by the way, Wendy Williams did. Um, I, I know I've mentioned this in the past. Nick Cannon's career is the most mysterious career of anyone in Hollywood to me. I do not get his success. Do not get it. I think he's he's a lot like Ryan Seacrest. He Very much, just yeah. gets up there. He does mm-hmm. his job. He doesn't really rub anyone the wrong way. So people just keep rehiring yeah. him. Well, right, but there's nothing interesting or funny about him. Uh, exactly. That's, what, that's that, two I, things I'm looking for in a, in well, a host. That's the that's the dream of so many networks that somebody just hosts something and nobody gets riled up about it. We're looking for someone who's not funny. Find him for us. 
Essentially, yeah. <laughs> if it's someone that doesn't cause any waves and is just there and does a good job, mm-hmm. that's a dream for some networks. Yeah, but how do you develop? Dumb as hell. How do you develop a passion for that that show though? Like people have for you know Ellen, say you know people who love her because of her personality, because she's funny. Listen, I have worked with Nick Cannon. I've written for Nick Cannon. The shocking part about Nick Cannon is that he can do an entire hour long show without one mistake, and he could read or even uh, if the prompt goes out he can impromptu just come up with stuff it's crazy but also it just runs middle of the road yeah so but it is a remarkable talent to just be you know not shocked by anything and just kill it as i a guess host. i mean this is a guy who's been on television for 10 years and has never oh, more than that by the way he's been he was a kid actor so okay. he's been on for almost 30 but i've never heard a single news story about something that he did or said i've never seen a viral clip about anything that he did or said he just it's like he's invisible well he did get married to mariah and that was a huge deal yeah but that didn't have anything to do with his talent or lack thereof i don't know you maybe don't know that. let's talk <laughs> a to different, mariah different kind of talent by the way uh, is he still is he nick cannon isn't he part of the power 106 morning yeah, show he too he is the a show. radio show yeah. yeah really yeah he's never right hear now. a word about that yeah if you want to hear not funny he's on right now well so you're not though. funny just yeah, stick with us yeah well then that makes me sad for that show because he's always dreamed of a platform where he can speak to america and discuss <laughs> pop culture <laughs> and topics on everyone's mind what is he doing on that show that's a great point uh, oh dear <laughs> All right, we'll talk more about it. such a douche. Later. Some birthdays for you. Linda Hamilton. Jim Caviezel. He's Jesus, you guys. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John. She's Jesus. No, no, no. She never played Jesus. Okay. Serena Williams. Pretty close. Close to Jesus. Uh, And Lily Singh. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. K-Rock. All right, Allie. You, you You were right. Whoa! I mean, I'm used to hearing it, but just a little louder. No, I said it. I mean, I don't have to say it again. I mean, I I said it. What happened, Bean? Well, what happened is I tripped over my dog. Mm -hmm. And um, this was now, today's Thursday, so this was now 12 days ago. I tripped over Linus. Okay, but this wasn't the first injury. Let's start with the first injury. <laughs> I don't know why we have to go all we the way back. We need to because it's a huge part of the story, Bean. Uh, I don't know why, why we have to go back 22 days. But, um, <laughs> I'm cleaning out the uh, storage facility uh-huh. uh, because I only have uh, days left here on the Kevin and Bean show. Again. Uh, in, the final, in the final hours. It. No. And um, a giant, I don't know what you call it. It's, a, uh, it's kind of a false front to a fireplace. You know, you put on like a decorative like a facade. Like mantle yeah. facade, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm moving that in the storage facility, having no idea that it was made out of like cast iron or something, and it fell on my hand oh, gosh. and hurt like a mother effer yeah. and really like tore up the skin and everything. I mean, it's bleeding bad. It looked real, real bad. Mm-hmm. Donna's there with me. She says, you got to go to the emergency room. You got to yeah. go have that looked at. And I'm like, you know, it hurts, but let's give it a couple of you days. Know what? That's too logical. <laughs> uh, too much logic. Yeah, it let's, makes let, too much sense. Let's give it a couple of days because obviously it hurts right now because the pain is fresh because mm-hmm. it just happened. So there's still trauma on the hand. Mm-hmm. But let's see how it feels like tomorrow or something. And believe me, when you have a broken bone, you know it. Right. So I thought, yeah, let's see how it shakes out. So woke up the next day, still really hurt, mm-hmm. but not intolerable okay Okay. Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that i felt like i needed to go to the effort to go to the emergency room for and honestly it's when it's your hand i feel like there's not that much you can do for it 
and it's going to heal on its own anyway. Which is a totally insane uh, thought is process. It? Yes. Well, yeah, because we also talked to Dr. Mo after your second injury. So let's get back to that one. Okay. So then how many weeks days go by? Until... Oh, it was about 10 days. About okay. 10 days went by. Okay. And it's not getting much better, but it's not getting worse, you feel. That's right, yes. Okay. I mean, it's it's manageable, you okay. know? On, on the pain scale, occasionally it'll flare to like a 7 or something oh, like that. Oh my gosh. A 7 is absolutely painful. But that is... most of the time, it's a dull like 3. Okay. You know, 3 or 4. I mean, it never feels good, but it, it's, it's that excruciating. Because we and... all want to live the rest of our lives with a 3 or 4 <laughs> yeah. that spikes to a 7. Potential right. 7 at any point. Yeah, why so, so then a week ago, uh, Saturday, I'm laying on the floor with Linus, and we decide to go for a walk. So I stand up, he stands up, but before I have gotten uh, securely on my feet, he somehow runs into my lower legs, and I trip over him. Oh, my gosh. Uh, onto a rock-hard marble floor. Oof. And my hi Linus, and my instinct, as is anyone's, is to try to break that fall so you don't land on your head, right? Mm-hmm. So I put that left hand out to try to stop my fall and hurt it again real, real bad. Oh, no. Same real hand. Bad. Same hand. But different place. Different place. Yeah, other side of the hand. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God damn it, I got to I gotta put this dog down. That was my oh, first thought. Is, wow, okay. And I, I know that seems extreme, but it really it hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so Donna says as wives do, because, you know, they, they can't stop nagging. Oh, go nag. Go to, seriously now, go yeah. to the, because she could see how swollen it was. Yeah. Go to the emergency room. And I'm sure she thought, oh, he's definitely going to go now because last time he should have <laughs> went to. and didn't go, and I yeah. let him get away with that. But now, yeah. he, even he has the sense, like, the idea that he knows he needs to go. I didn't go. Okay, okay. Um, give it a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> see, then we, see how it feels. we surprised you with Dr. Mo <laughs> uh-huh. calling in, who informed you that there is something called fork hand. He that did. your hand could basically turn into the shape of a fork because it's healing incorrectly. Yes, yes he did say that. But then, you know, he's uh, very imaginative. He tells stories, and I, he's probably not even a it's doctor. It's an actual diagnosis. I mean, it does seem to be on the internet. It seems to be fairly well documented. Okay, so my point is, same thinking, which is, yeah, it hurts. It's an eight, but mm-hmm. I mean, eight. eight now, eight. But I can live with it, right? Yeah, I can live with an eight. Sure, sure. So uh, let's wait a couple of days. Well, I got to the point over the over uh, the last few days where it's been getting worse to and a nine or a ten to the point where you know you you scream out loud when you lift or turn a certain way or something oh, like that. No. And I thought, you know what? Totally livable. I, Actually, I kind of do need to go okay. to, to get an x-ray. So yesterday, long story short, yesterday uh, drove down to an urgent care facility mm-hmm. and had an x-ray. Mm-hmm. And they were very nice and non-judgmental, by the way. Nobody, like, yelled at me or anything like that. I explained to him. Your back, yeah. I explained to them that it had been a number of days, but that I felt like it was going to fix itself. Well, I mean, your few turned into multiple weeks. So did mm-hmm. you say a number of days, meaning, like, five? Or did you sell them? Tell him 22. I didn't give him an exact count. Okay. I just, Mr. Okay. Few over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just said, look, I understand that I maybe it would have been better had I come in earlier, but it, it hurts and it's getting 
worse and they said you did the right thing and they mm. went and they took an x-ray and they came back and said yep sure is broken so broken they did not put a cast on which i was grateful for mm-hmm. because they put, a, they put a split they put a splint on okay. uh, they did say this would have been better for your healing had you come in earlier right. as a lady on your radio show probably told you and right. i was really surprised that they knew That's anything weird. about that I didn't expect that at all. So they did just put a splint on, which I have to say actually makes it feel better. (laughs) No way. I don't know why, but the splint makes it feel better. Uh, We've put a picture up of poor little Bean with his splint at Kevin and Bean on Instagram and Twitter. How long do you have to wear the splint? Uh, Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks is all. And then another week of just overnight. I don't understand what that means. Uh, just not during the day. Just not during the day. Yeah. So okay. two two weeks. Yeah. So uh, so that was the uh, that was the diagnosis, and I drove away feeling pretty proud of myself for doing the right thing. <laughs> uh, so when do they amputate? <laughs> I'm hoping that's not the case. Okay. See you later, man. Good job. You have made bad choices. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink. What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Smackdown time, you guys. Every major superstar from Raw and SmackDown, uh, including a WWE champion Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar for the championship. Hulk Hogan will be there, Ric Flair, Sting, Goldberg, so many more. And you and three friends will be there as well. Uh, What's this game called? Uh, This game is called uh, Casting. Alert. Alert. (laughs) Welcome to Hollywood, baby, where dreams come true and you can win WWE SmackDown tickets. We'll be reading off a casting ad, and all you have to do is identify which actor got the role. It's time for Kevin and Bean's Casting Alert. I'm just okay. grateful that Beer Mug is here to finish all of our sentences. I mean, who knew that when Beer Mug <laughs> hurt himself and started taking drugs, that yeah. it would actually help all of us? Yes. I'm limitless. I this did, is, did not see this coming. Limitless. You're limitless. <laughs> Finally, you're coming. using the rest of your brain. This is the sharpest you've ever been. <laughs> this is like when Gilligan used to get hit with a coconut and <laughs> he'd be super smart. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to read you a, a classified ad, right? This is asking for an actor for a specific movie. Okay. You listen to it. And you pick the wrestler that ended up taking the role and the movie it's from. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's try with Arturo. He is up first in Ontario, line one on the Kevin Bean Show. If you get yours right, you go into the drawing. Somebody wins the tickets at the end. Arturo, good morning. You ready to play? Hello. All right. I uh, hope you're a wrestling head. Here it comes. Looking for a real muscle head that could play a concerned parent who overheard his daughter say she planned on losing her virginity at prom. Must be cool with a butt-chugging scene and have chemistry with Ike Barinholtz and Leslie Mann. Though it's important he's visible on screen if, you know, you can't see him or whatever during their day job, we could make it work. What wrestler and movie are they casting? That's John Cena from that... Uh, can I see it? It's Sea well, That works, yeah. Yeah. Works. I have invested every single piece of my being into preparing Kayla for success, and now this? She is about to have sex with some dick with a man bun. You're not using those in the right way. 
Uh, yeah, so that's uh, John Cena Blockers. Congratulations. Arturo, we'll put you on hold. You are in the drawing. So you want the wrestler and the movie. You want both, right? Yes. Okay. Wow. Let's meet our next contestant. This is Sergio Whittier, line two. Hey, Sergio. Hey, morning, guys. All right, here we go. We're casting a genuine animal to work alongside Kumail Nanjiani in this Uber-inspired comedy. He'll play a cop. Kumail will be a driver, and they've commandeered to drive around uh, looking for a crime. Must look tough. Must have a nose ring. Experience guarding the galaxies a plus. Actor can self-tape. What wrestler and movie are they casting? We were talking about Batista, and I believe the movie was called Stuber. You got it. I'm drive you to all the Sarah Connors in the city. <laughs> Come on, start it up. Let's go. Oh, it's already started. Electric car. I call it silent but deadly. Drive. Good job, Serge. By, by the way, Stuber you, was in theaters for four days. Yeah. It's shocking to me that he got that. I Very wanna, impressive. I still want to see it. Okay, let's go to Fernando. He's in Inglewood up next line four. Good morning, Fernando. You ready to play the game? Oh, hell yeah. All right, here we go. We're searching for the world's biggest box office star to take one of Robin Williams' most memorable roles and make it not as good. Must work well with Jack Black. This jabroni will play a video game character that teenagers have magically taken care of. I know, it sounds like a board game, but that's in the past. SAG card required and having the undisputed title of People's Champ wouldn't hurt. What wrestler and movie are they casting? That is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, in Jumanji. You got I think we're in the game. So, excuse me? What are you talking about? Somehow, I don't know how, I think we, we got, like, sucked into the game. And we've become the avatars that we chose. So it's me, Spencer. But yet- uh, yeah, so that's it. We're playing a game called Casting Alert. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's no stab, so don't Okay. Worry. <laughs> uh, everyone's killing it again. Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling and Kevin and Bean go hand in hand. Unbelievable. Hey, uh, I'm very excited uh, with Kevin out that I get to say this. Santa Clarita, is it Heimer? <laughs> <laughs> It's Jaime. It's Jaime. Okay. Jaime. Okay. All right. All right, Jaime. Big wrestling head, I hope. Here we go. Looking for a total diesel beefcake to be a Chippendale in an upcoming Channing Tatum vehicle. Must know all the words to Genuine's pony. Also, could be a former tag team partner of Scott Hall. Even if he's NWO for life for about two hours, he needs to be convincing total powerbomb. Prior experience as a super shredder in a Ninja Turtle movie? Not required, but helpful. What wrestler and movie are they casting? Uh, that is Kevin Nash and... I can't recognize the movie. He was in Ninja Turtles. Does that count? He was, but that's not the movie they're casting here. Oh, come on, man. I know you got it. You got it. <sighs> no one's seen his movies. Come on, man. Uh, everyone saw this one. It was Kevin Nash in Magic Mike. <laughs> Good try, Heimer. Yeah. Ma- <laughs> Magic Heimer. Mike was a big one. <laughs> well, we know. His way out. Just one more time. Let's, let's go to Chris Anaheim, line six here, playing for WWE SmackDown 20th anniversary tickets. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Here we go. Call in all casting agents to help us find a fiery big red machine to cause havoc and star in a WWE Studios horror movie. He needs to be tall and scary, but also able to wear a suit and look like an elected politician. Would be a plus to maybe have a brother who's undead or wear a mask to cover a burn on his face. But we know that's asking a lot. So submit all possible candidates. What wrestler and movie are they casting? Zach, Glenn Jacobs, King, See No Evil. He got it. Yeah, I'm always amazed by how great our listeners are with wrestling stuff. The crossover is bonkers. It's incredible. I'm afraid we only have time for one more, Jensen. And I think it's going to be, where are we, uh, Muggs? Joe in uh, Van Nuys. Let's go to Joe. 
All right. Seven. Good morning. Here we go, Joe. Need help looking for a monster of a man to have a standout role in an upcoming fairy tale movie for kids, but adults will love it too. The story involves characters named Buttercup and Humperdinck of Florian, but this behemoth will play Fezzik, a sidekick to the great character actor Wallace Shawn. I know it sounds inconceivable, but as far as measurements, we're not super picky, but seven foot four, 520 pounds sounds about right. So, what actor ended up taking the role and what was the movie? Uh, Macho Man? No. Andre the Giant in Princess Bride. The great gift for Ryan. Enough of that. Fuzzy. Are there rocks ahead? If they are. He didn't know that one because they haven't made the remake yet. And when they do, he'll everybody will be Everyone talking about the Princess it. Bride. Everyone will get it. All right. Great uh, batch of contestants, you guys. Thanks to everybody who played the game, especially Arturo, Sergio, Fernando, and Chris. All in the running. You and three friends are going to WWE SmackDown a week from Friday. By the way, tickets are on sale right now at AXS.com. But let's find out who wins them on the Kevin and Bean Show. The winner is Chris. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Have Good a great job. time. Thanks for playing the game, brother. Thanks for playing Kevin and Bean's Casting Alert. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Thursday about this time every week means it's time for Get Up On This. Get Up, Get On Up, 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 On This. Recently off-air, Bean commented on something that I thought was... Uh, painful for both my mortality and my sanity. Oh, this could be so many things. He said that most of our listeners might not know who Fabio is. Oh. Which I wanted to make my get up on this Fabio because of, but it made me think of what other pop culture aspects of the 90s might our K-Rock, Kevin and Bean listeners not know about that I think they should. I mean, time marches on and not everything goes with it. You well, know? there are certain things I'm going to champion for and keep them in, uh, in, your, in your perspective, and this is one of them. I reached back this week in order to get you up on an album that I've talked about briefly in the past during a That's My Jam months and months ago. But let's dig a little deeper into the soundtrack of 1993 from the incredibly forgettable movie Judgment Night. Now, this is a soundtrack that came out to a movie that starred Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Dennis Leary, Stephen Dorff, Jeremy Piven, and Everlast, which, yes, sounds like an awesome cast, but avoid the actual film. Do not get up on that. Okay. Actually get up off that. It's chunks of garbage. But over the last 25 years, Judgment Night's soundtrack has proven to be one of the greatest ever released. Predated only by novelty hits like Walk This Way, right? We know that, Run DMC and Aerosmith. Or uh, Bring the Noise. We play that every once in a while. Anthrax and Public Enemy. This mm-hmm. soundtrack is truly the place where the rock and rap, rap, uh, rock and rap hybrid was born, right? So this is pre-Biscuit even. This is pre-Biscuit, which you don't like to say about anything. Uh, but this is where it truly was perfected. It was the result of Nirvana's success that year, as well as a new band called Rage Against the Machine debuting. And all the rap artists that we know and love now were sort of on the rise in the early 90s. And this soundtrack paired up 10 uh, prominent rappers with 11 different rock groups for collaborations never seen before or honestly since, right? So for kids who obsessed over hip-hop like I did, but also listened to K-Rock and stations like it or rock music, this was a dream come true. Uh, it was born from the minds of a music manager at the time named Happy Walters, also Everlast uh, from House of Pain, and DJ Muggs, who you know from Soul Assassins and Cypress Hill and such. And it incorporated credible rock bands. Now that's such a big part of why this project is a get-up on this. This wasn't just like rock bands they could get a hold of. This was. These are some of the most 
uh, iconic 90s bands. I mean, really seriously great uh, rock bands collaborating with rappers. It just hasn't been replicated, in my opinion, since. So let's get to some of the music. Uh, the first song uh, that I wanted to play, and it starts off the CD, is a pairing up of Helmet and House of Pain. It's called Just Another Victim. Great, now I gotta go to the gym. That's just one look at it. Uh, and that's also, to be honest, like I feel like the way that they worked together is better than most of the rap rock collaborations that happen because sometimes it'll be like rock, 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 and then there's just a rap verse out of nowhere. Yeah, that's it. This They actually went to the studio together. This is pre-dating sort of like the Pro Tools send each other the files thing. So this meant that they actually had to go into the studio together. Some other pairings that you'll hear. Living Color and Run DMC. That sounds awesome. Biohazard and Onyx. Oh. Right? Slam. We remember them. Mm-hmm. Slayer and Ice-T, right? Ice-T was already dabbling in rock and uh, with body count mm-hmm. at the time. Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul, oh. which is awesome. That song is called Fallen, and this is that. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways. I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Cause I got loose circuits. So loose. I be the mother goose with the eggs that seem to be. Yeah. Is the uh, Judgment Night soundtrack in your saved album downloads? It's one of those albums you go to like every like couple of weeks and listen to it again? It's Not only that, yeah. it's one of the only CDs I still own. That's how much I like it. I was like, I'm keeping this physical. This is one of my faves. Uh, Faith No More is set up with... Uh, that's one of Ali's favorite bands. I do love me some Faith No More. Faith No More is set up with the Samoan Legends Booyah Tribe. Sonic Youth teams up with Cypress Hill. Sonic Youth doing a rap song. Also, Cypress Hill appears again on the album with Mother Effin' Pearl Jam. That song is called Real Thing. This is that. Mud Honey, Sir Mix a Lot, Dinosaur Jr., Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Therapy and Fatal, other team ups. Now, years later, you can find an oral history of the record online. Uh, in those oral histories, it was revealed that Tool and Rage Against the Machine went in the studio together and made a song that neither approved for the album, but you can now find bootlegged online at YouTube. It's not good recordings, but imagine wow. if they were able to actually put that together correctly. Uh, So, okay. Amongst the most memorable soundtracks of the 90s, an art form since long gone. That doesn't exist anymore. Whether it's Reality Bites or Above the Rim or Train Spotting, those things, you would get them and, like, freak out. This one, to me, is the top of the food chain. It's available to download or stream anywhere you hear music. It is a perfect melding of the world in rock and rap. Revisit the album or discover it for the first time. Judgment Night soundtrack. That's my get up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up. 
Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Yesterday, obviously, was three-quarters Christmas. We're all still on a high as a result of really re- realizing that the holiday season is, in fact, here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we got to talking. Allie, you worked retail, right? I sure did. I worked retail. Jensen, you work retail? No, the closest I got was a dry cleaner's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually when you're a young person, back when young people had jobs, get off my lawn, you had two choices. You could either work retail or you could work fast food. Those were the mm-hmm. jobs you have. And in either of those jobs or any other job where you deal with customers, it cannot be fun sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the customer, because he thinks he or she is always right, just makes your life miserable for no reason. And we started thinking as we started thinking the holidays, wouldn't it be interesting, as Jensen pointed out, to hear the perspective of the people who have to deal with the public mm-hmm. instead of us always complaining about poor public, uh, customer service that yeah. we get? Too many times I see on Twitter people being able to complain about their customer service. Yep. yep. They don't tweet the customer service. People don't tweet about the customers. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. How many times have you heard a complaint about an airline yeah. or about a flight or about a flight attendant? You never see the flight attendant having the because she can't yeah yeah he or she can't tweet out that says yeah the customer was a dick yeah so ali you had a you had one story that came to mind and i think dave has one and we thought it might be fun this morning to kind of open up the phones to people who have to deal with the public and tell us the awful things they've done to you at 1-800-520-1067 i uh i worked at a place called natural wonders in the thousand oaks mall and i was 16 years old and it was a uh a Christmas Eve, and I decided, well, I can work Christmas Eve. What was Other- National? Can you remind me what National, National Wonders, Wonders was? It was like crystals yes, and globes and okay. just dumb It's crap. on brand. It's yeah, on brand. Ab- yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought, I'll, I'll be nice. You know, other people have families. I'll work Christmas Eve. And there was a woman in there that to this day might have been the rudest, meanest, most condescending C-word I've ever encountered. Whoa. And I put up with it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bean, you there? I'm just pouring some diet uh, root beer. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the foam. Your mic was fizzing out. <laughs> no, that's the foam. Oh, Sorry. Extra carbonated. Jeez. Yeah, that was like a commercial. You have no idea how loud that is. We and thought it's, your it's mic like, went away again. It's like three feet from the microphone. Jeez. I intentionally moved it away. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. Good Lord. <laughs> well, I had finally had enough of this woman. And I finally said, you know what, ma'am? I'm just going to say it. It's my Christmas Eve as well as yours. However, I did all of my Christmas shopping on time. I'm not sure how it's somehow my fault that you waited to the last minute and now you're mad at everyone around you, but it's not my fault. And maybe you could be a little bit nicer to people. Whoa. Drop the mic. That's pretty aggressive for a crystal store. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you more about this (laughs) rose quartz? But she looked at me and the look on her face was just sheer anger then oh my god and then i thought she was gonna cry yeah she's like you know what you're totally right you are so right i am so sorry i am just in a rush i'm in such a bad mood and i'm taking it out on you Hmm. i am so sorry and i think about that every and she's yelling at a kid by the way yeah i think about it every holiday season it's the holiday season for everyone that's trying to help you Mm. maybe spread a little bit more love I'd like to say that you had tremendous uh, presence and peace of, and uh, not not peace of mind, that's not the expression, but uh, you were mindful Mm -hmm. to be able to put those words together as angry and as frustrated as you were to be able to kind of calmly, I assume, clap back at her. 
as a 16 year old that's pretty impressive yeah i also uh i knew it was a seasonal job so f it if i got fired right (laughs) it was it was no big deal but did she buy anything (laughs) she did she wound up buying a lot of stuff (laughs) but you spit all over her crystals right no (laughs) you switched them out for just normal rocks (laughs) (laughs) from my pockets 1-800-520-1067 you've had to deal with a terrible customer we want to hear the story king of mexico where were you working Uh, i was working at the popcorn palace in uh glendale Galleria. You guys hit all the cool mall yeah, shops. Yeah, we were awesome mall kids. <laughs> yeah. You're just missing uh, the Warner Brothers store. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have a trilogy. And uh, I was, you know, we had a line out, out of the store and this lady just happened to look at us in a weird, weird way and she looks at us, turns around and walks out. And we, we were confused by her puzzled look, so we went around the counter and looked, and she had done number one <gasps> on the floor. She just stared at you and peed. Yes. <gasps> she looked at it. We locked eyes, too, by yeah. the way. In the sacred popcorn palace. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was gross because it was a packed store, yeah. and it was just a big puddle. The only unbelievable part of the story is that you were packed at the popcorn palace. <laughs> oh, dude, it, <laughs> it went off. <laughs> yeah, the PP went off. Wow, well, dude, literally, literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that is no bueno. But let me tell you who can top your story of the PP and the PP is Daniel in Santa Ana on line one. Daniel, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. You have dealt with an awful customer. Where and what happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, so a few years back, I was working at Disneyland. It was mm. around the time World of Color first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was the first time that we had tickets to take to go and see a show instead of just showing up. So we'd have people screaming at us nightly, you know. Um, one guy I remember tried to punch me in the face, but oh. he wasn't even, he, he wasn't even the worst one. The worst one was, uh, the first night the show got canceled for, uh, technical difficulties. Uh, we already let people into the, uh, viewing area. And, um, so the techs come up and they say, you know, the show is going to be canceled. We need to get everyone out of here. So we got everyone out of the viewing area, which wasn't exactly easy. But when we came back to the viewing area after we cleared it out, we found out that someone had gotten so angry that they had dropped a deuce and picked it up and <laughs> smeared it all over one of the benches. Oh, my gosh. That's the happiest place on earth. Dude. Oh. I mean, oh, look. No. Mickey is in as good a mood as he can be day after day. Yeah. But then when you do this to him. He's a poo person. That is, uh, That's, uh, that makes you regret regret the night, doesn't it? Well, I, I felt really bad for the custodial cast member that had to clean it yeah. up. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. No poop at Disneyland, you guys, no. under any circumstance. No, don't even, not even in a toilet. Yeah, wait till you get home. All right, yeah. Daniel, thank you for listening. Thank you for the call. What happened to you? You dealt with the public and they sucked. 1-800-520-1067. Your call's next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K-Rock. Talking about sometimes it's not that much fun to deal with the public. you got a job where you have to, and they do awful things to you. You know, we just had Daniel on who worked at Disneyland during the great poop incident. Here's a uh, another listener, separate listener, texting in from the 714. I worked at the World of Color during that poop incident, and the custodial staff talked about it for weeks. Yeah. Oh. No S. How I would too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what What was the? Uh, forgive me. What was the world of color, and was it as racist as it sounds? <laughs> it was wow. not. It was just a, a cool light show that, done with all sorts of different characters and stuff. I, people loved it, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's get back to your calls. What uh, What did the public do to you? We'll start with Cat. She's in Corona Line Eight. Up first here on the Kevin Mitchell Cat. Thank you for listening and for calling. What happened? Hi, Cat. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, 
So I worked at a bakery here in Corona, and it was in like a real uppity neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one day this woman comes in asking uh, because she didn't like the cupcakes. She said they were stale. So I told her I could give her a full refund, but I can't replace her cupcakes. It just wasn't policy. And she got mad. She wanted all brand new cupcakes. And I said, I can't do that. So she got so mad. She actually started throwing her old cupcakes at us. Oh, <laughs> oh were they stale? Kat? I mean, did you feel did they were, were they like rocks? Well, they, I mean, they're not like the world's best cupcakes, but they were <laughs> stale. Kat's like, I mean, I wouldn't I mean, eat them. I, but... I got what she was saying. Kat, I, I get that the customer acted inappropriately, but what a dumb policy to not be able to replace a cupcake if somebody's cupcake is stale. I, I know, but I wasn't even a supervisor or anyone. I was like the lowest person there. So I was like, I don't, I can't, I could give her all her money back, not yeah, even totally. like store credit, just mm-hmm. everything you paid for. That's just dodging cupcakes. So I That's know, mean. right? She shouldn't have to worry about no. that at no. her job. Thank you for the call. Thank you for listening. Thanks, we Kat. appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Marissa Riverside up next, line five here on the Kevin Meet Show. Hey, Marissa, what's going on? Hi. Uh, I worked at a day spa in Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in reservations. I had a lady calling in two days before she was supposed to come in to book six people for full services. Uh, we recommend booking uh, two weeks in advance. And because I couldn't fulfill her needs, she started testing me out and would threaten to fire me. Oh. oh, wow. That lady needed a spa day. <laughs> yeah, that woman is tense. Yeah, I wonder how often that happens, Marissa, where people say, I'm going to get you fired. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to your boss. I'm going to write to the company, whatever it is. I'm going to get you fired. And they think that that somehow is going to get them better service. Yeah, I don't know. That was a daily thing at that job at the spa that people were calling in and threatening to get fired. In fact, she would hang up on me. And because I was the one available, she would get, immediately get me right back and go through this three or four times. <laughs> I guarantee you she had that I need to talk to your manager haircut. Yeah, like, sure. Kind of like short woman hair. Yeah. And she was in Corona. She should have just stopped for a delicious stale cupcake. She would have felt better. <laughs> yeah. It might like, be the same woman. Sounds like people are tense in Corona. <laughs> Thank you, Marissa. Appreciate that. Listen to this email. This one guy would come in for endless shrimp every day at the restaurant I worked at, park in his chair for two hours, and just crush the little guys. Here's the thing, though. You can only order one refill at a time. So literally, every time I walked by, he would ask for another order. At Red Lobster, you're only allowed to take take three tables at once in your section. So he would take up 33% of your capacity to make money in the hours that you were working. One day we counted, he ate 330 shrimp. And only tipped three bucks. Look, I was hungry, okay? It was good, though, Mugs. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. goals. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Being a waiter or waitress, man. Mm-hmm. The worst, yeah. That's tough. That's tough work right there. All right, let's go to Christian Canoga Park, line four, up next on the Kevin Meat Show. Hey, Christian, thanks a lot for listening. What happened? Hey, what's up, party people? You tell us. Um, I was a I was a waiter for a long time at a nice restaurant, and I had a couple come in for the wife's birthday. Actually, it was the whole family. And uh, when it came time to bring out the cake for her, uh, for us to sing for her, well, we didn't really sing for her, but uh, when it came time to bring out the cake, I didn't put a candle on the cake because we just ran out in the back kitchen. And at the end, when they were paying for their meal, 
the husband grabbed me behind the neck and whispered in my ear, next time it's my wife's birthday, you put an effing candle on the cake. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, my God. How small is his penis? Yeah, that guy's a dork. <laughs> I mean, also, also, as you know, you should not celebrate birthdays unless it's on the zero right. or 21. Okay. That's, that's, that's a lot of I already have right. an issue yeah. here. So. Yeah. Did you laugh, yeah. Christian, or were you like, sure, sir, I'll have that next year? No, I was more in shock, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I didn't know exactly what to say, and so I just said, uh, uh, uh okay, and oh, then I just okay. walked away. Wow. You know, there was but, no, uh, there was no quid pro quo mentioned, but he made it clear that he wanted you to do a favor for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that so much. Let's go to Priscilla Commerce, line three, up next, talking about terrible customers that you had to deal with. Hi, Priscilla. Hey guys. What's up? So. I was working as a dental hygienist a few years back in Brea, and I had this one patient come in, and she obviously noticed that I'm Latina, I'm short, I'm brown, and she asked me where I was from, and I told her that I was from L.A., and she goes, no, but where are you from? And I told her, oh, I'm from City of Commerce. Most people don't know where City of Commerce is at. Mm-hmm. And she keeps going over and over, where are you from from? She was trying to get me to say that I was from another country. Ah, gotcha. It sounds racist. It does sound racist, <laughs> yeah. 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 And then she asked me, after I told her that I was from this country, I had to maintain my composure because I'm at work. I'm a dental, I'm a dental professional. Um after she finally, she finally got it out of me that I was born in this country, she asked me, well, I don't. She told me I don't believe you. Mm. Uh, did you come to this country to get free education? Oh and my god! From our government, Priscilla, that lady did not floss, and she has so much plaque. And I hope you didn't work on her. <laughs> I hope you pulled her teeth out. All I kept thinking, Priscilla, is that you're in the best possible position for revenge because yeah. you could accidentally stick any kind of needle into her, right? <laughs> I would never I make my dental hygienist mad. No, that's like the worst no, person to tick off. No, somebody who's putting tools in your mouth is not somebody you want to get angry. Hey, All right, man, hey man, you're a good proctologist, but what country are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Priscilla, thank you for calling, and I just want to compliment you. Your English is very good. Again, she's from the city of Commerce Bean. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Golly. All right, let's do one more. Let's make it Susie. She's in Ontario, up next on K-Rock. Hi, Susie. Take us home. What happened? Hi, guys. Good morning. morning. So I was working at BevMo, and I had a customer who came up and was buying a case of wine. He puts the wine, the case on the counter. I bring him up, and he goes, aren't you going to put that in my cart? And I was 28 weeks pregnant at the time, very visibly pregnant. And I said, okay, well, let me call somebody up, and they can lift it into the cart for you. And he goes, well, why can't you do it? And I kind of pointed to my belly, and I said, well, I'm 28 weeks pregnant. And he goes, well, isn't that part of your job? (laughs) Yeah, it was awful. So I said, well, let me call somebody up just a moment. And the lady behind him was like, are you kidding me? This girl, this poor girl is clearly pregnant. And you're telling her to put a case of wine, which is probably like 40 to 50 pounds, yeah, sure, yeah. in your car. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. So it was Ugh. awful. I break, he, I break like, one of the well, wine I bottles. I your manager. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. He was like, well, I want to talk to your manager. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What is wrong with these people? Like, so- I get it. It's the holidays. He, so he just but never got awful. he just he just never got it. Even when you clapped back and the other customer agreed with you, he still thought he was in the right. Yeah. 
it was terrible. I'm like, no, you were not in the right. What is wrong with you? I'm well, sorry, Susie. You, you you couldn't see that I had a broken collarbone? All these people <laughs> are just mugs. Everywhere. Oh, my, oh, my God. Good God. Also, it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Deny my dear. Uh, Bean. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very loud. <laughs> When you've been having mic issues, you can see how we hear that and we think, oh no, it's shorting out again. Yeah. Sounds refreshing. Listen to that. It does. does Fizzle. Is that your second one now? Yeah. Oh my God. You are thirsty. Going for it, yeah. (laughs) Diet A&W, guys, it's the best. Nuts. Ah, delightful. Oh, are we doing a show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize we were on. I didn't realize we were on. RJ uh, Bell uh, from pregame.com Las Vegas, uh, 3-0 and again, again last week. And uh, he's going to be insufferable. Oh, oh it's going to be Bragg City. Yeah, when we talk to him coming up after 8 o'clock, we've got his picks for this weekend's NFL games. Also, our old friend Seth Green makes his return to the Kevin Beach Show. That's coming up next half hour on Carrick. Allie, what's happening on this Thursday? Remember, uh, think back to Monday. We all did our great news stories. I did one on a young man named Carson King who became quite the sensation in Iowa after he held up a sign requesting that people send some uh, funds to his Venmo account so yeah, he could buy story. some more bush light. Yeah, great story. Donations went up to over a million dollars. Unbelievable. Bushlight and Venmo both said, hey, we're going to match your fundraising efforts. Things were going great. All right, so case closed, right? Until the Des Moines Register decided that they were going to do a piece on this young man, Carson King, that included a routine background check of King's social media history. Mm. Register reporter... Why would they look at his social media history? Great question that a lot of people are asking. I mean, he was a guy in a crowd holding up a sign at a college football broadcast. He's not running for president. Right. Uh... It's 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 very questionable as to why this reporter, whose name is Aaron Calvin, um, did this media search. But he alerted Carson King, hey, I came across these two uh, racist jokes of yours back when you were a 16-year-old high school student. Um, I got to put this in my story. So Carson, Another why, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Carson King got ahead of it, and he went to the local news stations and said, here's the thing. And he put out an apology that I have to say, it's 101 in what exactly to do with a sincere, heartfelt apology. He addressed it. He said, I am mortified looking back on how I actually wrote things when I was 16 years old. He did say um, that these were actually quotes that Tosh.0 had said during the show, but that's neither here nor there. He's not saying, he's not putting it on Tosh.0 at all. But he said, I'm embarrassed and stunned to reflect on what I thought was funny when I was 16. I want to sincerely apologize. Thankfully, high school kids grow up and hopefully become responsible and caring adults. I think my feelings are better summed up by a post from just three years ago. Until we as people learn that racism and hate are learned behaviors, we won't get rid of it. Tolerance towards others is the first step. He then goes on, apologizes to his family, apologizes to everyone, and is so thankful for the generosity of all the people that did send money. He really hopes that this isn't going to affect any of them asking for their money back because he wants to give this money to the children's hospital there in Iowa. Or does he? Does he want to instead contribute it to the Klan? 
No. So he's um, returning only people of color's money. He uh, doesn't want it. In light of the tweets, Bush Light's parent company, Anheuser Busch InBev, announced that they were severing ties with him, but are still honoring the pledge. People lost their minds because why would the Des Moines Register? It's like they they purposely set out to ruin something that was going to be so good for this hospital. Yeah, which seemed like a strange move altogether. I don't get it. I don't know why they would ever go back years to look at his social media because he was raising money for charity. Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out, because you can search by just one word very easily on Twitter. So I'm wondering, did he use the N-word or like, was it something that's easily searchable? Um, He didn't. But the reporter that wrote this article, he sure did. Wait, really? Because then everybody was so up in arms about why the Des Moines Register would do this that they looked into Register reporter Aaron Calvin's tweets. The guy who looked originally. (laughs) That were so racist, Mm -hmm. so homophobic, so misogynist. He immediately locked down his Twitter. Now Des Moines Register is getting death threats. It's this whole thing. But here's, here's where I think... I think it's going to come out in the favor of the donations of this hospital because mm-hmm. people were so mad about the way that this all went down that they were donating more. Good. And a beer company is like, hey, listen, you've grown up. We've seen you grow up in 10 days since this happened just by coming out, admitting your mistake and how awful you thought something was when, or funny you thought something was when you were 16. You realize now that was never funny. Mm-hmm. Here's a beer named after you, a different company. Not sure what's going to happen with Register reporter Aaron Calvin, however. He's going to lose his job. I I hope so. Here's the thing. Uh, Number one, don't be a garbage person and write racist, homophobic, misogynist things ever. Amen. And if you did when you were younger or, in the case of a guy on SNL, less than a year ago, maybe head on over to your Twitter and delete those things and get out ahead of it and say, listen, we all say dumb things. I've learned from it. And of course, racist, misogynist, and uh, homophobic things aren't dumb things. They're terrible things. Yeah. Or dumb dumb jokes, if if you want to say that. Yeah. What are you guys doing? I don't know, but I'm right now trying to milkshake duck the person who outed the reporter who outed the guy (laughs) who's raising all the money. Exactly. It's just inception. I'm, I'm milkshake ducking the money. I think the money is racist and okay. dirty yeah. and whatever. So, well, it has slaveholders on it. I'll tell it you does. that yeah. on the front of the money. Hey, Allie, that's a uh, that's a great story, and it do shows you... how different media is in the 21st century. Do you have a good update to your story? I do have a good update to my story because you mentioned that your story came out of Monday's great news. So did mine. Remember, I told you guys about the dude who was so upset that there was a dog named Queen who had mm-hmm. been in um, an animal shelter for um, how long was it? Over a year, right? It was a while, yeah. yeah. He had racist tweets. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> he moved hey, in. He he moved in with the dog mm-hmm. because it was a great dog, a pit bull terrier mix that he couldn't understand why nobody would adopt. And he said, "I want to raise awareness of older dogs in shelters. Somebody, please take this dog mm-hmm. because this dog is losing momentum. This dog is losing the will to live being in this animal shelter." Well, remarkably, that dog has been adopted. Not by somebody who saw his campaign. By Carson King, the guy that was raising money. That's what's crazy. (laughs) Completely unrelated to the dude living in the place with the dog. Somebody came in and said, Oh, this dog is so cute. Let me play with this one. And fell in love with him. He had just lost his dog about three weeks ago and adopted Queen. And now Queen has a forever home. So we have we have two great updates 
for our great Which news story. Kind of did I all mean, that it's... stuff for nothing, though. The guy, the great news guy, it just mean, didn't mean anything in the end. Uh, ultimately, yeah, that's true. Ultimately, yeah. that dog would have been adopted anyway, <laughs> without all of that. What a waste! <laughs> so, Jensen, if you could just tell us that the uh, you know the, the uh, army girl, the army girls are, are are real and happening, and they're under be under the tree this year, then we'll have a clean sweep. Well, it's next year, it's next year. Ha- happy sadly. endings. Yeah, you got to yeah. wait till next year. So but they're going to be they're going to have huge breasts. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <Good update. laughs> Some birthdays for you. Jim Caviezel, Linda, Linda Hamilton, Olivia Newton-John, Serena Williams, and Lily Singh. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robot Chicken Season 10 premieres with back-to-back episodes this Sunday night at midnight on Adult Swim. And the co-creator, Seth Green, is going to be in. He's got a lot of other cool stuff going on as well. It's been a while since we caught up with Seth, so that's happening in about 15 minutes or so. Right here on K Rock. He, he got here early. We could just bring him in. We don't have to deal with this gloating and just <laughs> uncontrollable sort of I'm the best, I'm the king thing we're about to hear. Look, you can't argue with success. Hit it, Steve. Cause he's RJ Jay Bell is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, and the host of Straight Out of Vegas with R.J. Bell, weekdays 3 to 4 on Fox Sports Radio. All right, R.J., you earned it. Go ahead. Tell us how great you are with another 3-0 week on the Kevin Abin Show last week. You know, sometimes, I don't know if it was Springsteen when he did Born to Run, but at a certain point, greatness culminates into a pinnacle it's like you reach it's like a shining star is five straight years of winning entering year six and you think could he top it eight and one on the season six straight winners and i think it's just the beginning i mean rj bell is a man who is standing on the top of mount everest and it only took him 45 minutes to climb it i mean that's <laughs> yeah that's how his picks are going this year but, but okay? here's the thing you guys could make your egos get your egos involved or you could think of all the people benefiting from this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It seems like you're thinking about yourselves more. <laughs> well, well just, I mean, we're I just... was thinking I'd push you if we were at the top of Everest. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> we're just worried about how big your head's going to get before it explodes. Oh, my wife's worried too. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> all right. Uh, so last week, yeah, you were three and zero once again. This week, you got some challenging games that you've taken on. One of them is not the Miami Dolphins, except I guess what makes it interesting is the plus sixteen hosting our own Chargers. Yeah, the big, big dog. We had the Jets last week. And here's the thing, all joking aside, what we've taught, I think, for five years plus now is the NFL is a contrarian sport. Whatever your average typical emotions are going to be as a fan, go the other way. Well, what's the emotions? The Dolphins stink. They're 0-3. They literally have the worst point differential of any team in NFL history since the Super Bowl era after three games. Now think about that. They played three games. They've lost three games. They've lost by more points, the Dolphins, than any team 
since Joe Namath was predicting winners, whatever, yeah. way back in the Super Bowl. Now, why do I want to play him? Because nobody else wants to. It's buying a house in that bad neighborhood, but you think maybe it's not quite so bad. And, hey, I don't got to live in it. I'm going to rent it out. Well, we're going to rent out the <laughs> Dolphins plus 16 over the Chargers. Now, you might think, oh, Chargers, they need a win. They've had a slow start. No doubt, except the Chargers have had so much success in recent years. It's not like they really care about, like, stomping on the Dolphins. They just want to get the win. We'll take the 16. Yeah, they get a couple of touchdowns up. They're fine. They figure their job has done. And Miami showed a little bit of life last week. Not not much, but a little bit. Great point, actually, because they're getting attention for being so bad. Mm -hmm. And these are professionals. So I think you're going to see a good effort. All right. That's the, uh, the big dog game of the week. Uh, the best bet game of the week is two rivals that is always a hard-fought game. Redskins, you've got them uh, up three at the New York Giants. Yeah, plus three. Now, which team this season would you say in one week had the biggest increase in optimism, increase in fortune? The Giants yeah. with Daniel Jones. Very much so. Eli, everyone was kind of going around with their head down that was Giants fans. And now, down big, Daniel Jones brings them back. Listen, big upgrade. We got to give credit to Daniel Jones. And I think if you are a Giants fan, looking across for the next year, two, five, the future does look good. But Saquon Barkley also got hurt in that game. So if you kind of balance, you lose Saquon, at least it looks like six or eight weeks, and then you gain Daniel Jones being so good, it probably is about a wash. But that's not how people are thinking. Now, who looked horrible last week? Washington on TV. They weren't that bad. You know, they're talking about their quarterback. Their quarterback, Case Keenum, is not that bad. So another example of human overreaction we tend to exploit it take advantage of it make money from it washington plus three all right we're talking to rj bell in las vegas about nfl week number four that's the best bet now we get to the big game you've got the texans hosting the carolina panthers who have been in a world of hurt with their quarterback this season except last week cam out cam newton injury he's out again this week Backup steps in, and guess what? They won. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, oh, maybe the problem was with Cam. Maybe this backup quarterback is mighty good. Yeah, well, what we know is this quarterback was drafted very late. We also know that Carolina saw him play last year in their own building and decided to draft a quarterback in the third round entering this season. That's the team saying we are not too optimistic about this guy. So, yeah, he had a good game. He could have a good game here. I don't think he's as good as he seems. And Houston's a team that is all in this year. They've got Deshaun Watson. He's on a rookie deal, and they dra- they traded for a lineman that's very important. There's a sense that this is the year for them, so they're going to be focused. So we'll take Houston laying the points here. We don't often do that. Four-point favorites against Carolina. Uh, the, we're the real losers here with the Cam Newton thing, though, because we don't get to see his post-game outfits anymore. Well, which... again, I think soon enough you will. Okay, good. But but and and again, if he doesn't have to play, he has more time to oh, yeah. get ready. That's right. Two outfits, maybe even a change. <laughs> that dude has some crazy-ass hats, doesn't he? Doesn't he? All right, RJ. So the uh, big dog is the Dolphins plus sixteen hosting the LA Chargers. The best bet is the Washington Redskins plus three at New York Giants, and the big game is the Texas minus four hosting the Carolina Panthers. Can he? 
keep it going. Be sure to let him know on Twitter if you win or lose. He can take it at RJ in Vegas. That's the name. The website is pregame.com. And don't forget, from 3 till 4 on Fox Sports Radio, you can listen to RJ hosting the Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell Sports Betting Show. Have a great week, sir. We'll do it again next Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. I had to look up how to spell it, but I did call you a multi-hyphenate mm-hmm. on Twitter last night wow. promoting your appearance, Seth Green. Oh, thanks. But you do it all, man. Uh, producing and voicing and acting and writing and directing and the whole deal. And we are delighted to welcome our friend Seth Green back Yay! to the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, thanks. Here on the World Series Start. It's been a while. How you been? I'm good. Just busy. <laughs> yes. you're. Well, like I said, when you're multi-hyphenate, that keeps you busy. Yeah, you don't all, do 10 all. seasons because you're lazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely not. Seth, how is Robot Chicken getting ready to start its tenth season? How is that even possible? I, I don't. It was such a dumb idea at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> and here we are, two almost two hundred episodes in. Well, I, I don't know. It was born out of love, and it was born out of like a joyful expression. And I think that's that's the thing we've tried to maintain all this time. So the fact that we've been allowed to keep doing it, we just try and do it from the same place. Mm-hmm. But when you come up with the stop motion action figure idea, you don't expect 10 seasons later, 200 the, episodes, you'll be still doing it. Yeah, we weren't even thinking it was a show. Like yeah. when, when we first made it, it was uh, webisodes and it's sure. pre broadband internet. That's so right. just a dial up uh, website that no one could actually watch. Yeah. yeah How so- happy is Adult Swim with you guys that you're keeping at this? Uh, they seem they seem happy. They keep uh, writing us checks, so that's positive. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah. Have you? They take ha- our calls. Are you old enough now, Seth, that you don't get most of the other shows on Adult Swim? It's funny that you say that. We uh, over the years continue to hire younger writers because the pop that we were talking about when we first started the show it's already run a cycle, and so just to stay not not even necessarily current, but to have a generation that can reflect on their own pop, you need to hire younger people. And so I'll have this uh, occasion in the writers' room where something will get pitched to me, and they'll reference something with the same kind of passion that I did when we first started the show. And I'm like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't understand what this kid's property was that haunted you i'm sorry let's write jokes about it yeah that's <laughs> so weird yeah and yours is the only show that i've ever heard of and i saw you mention this in an interview the other day that i thought was so fascinating where you don't have a quote-unquote writer's room that just comes up every year and sits down and writes the show i mean you t- the turnover is intentional and pre-planned right yeah i mean we bring back a lot of the same writers but we also love to get new voices in there it's always very exciting to see someone especially someone that was influenced by the show when they were younger maybe got motivated to write this kind of sketch comedy from it to have them put their voice on it. That's that's what I find exciting. And you guys are like the anti-South Park in a sense that you you have to work evergreen to an extent. <laughs> you work in current event and pop culture, but then also have a while before your episodes air. Yeah. So you can't write a joke that you know is going to be done a hundred times on Twitter or will be old by the time it airs. That's true, but we, we think about that the same way we thought about the original seasons of it, which is we like to talk about the pop that sticks to you. So it's not the most current event or the most flashy thing that everybody's going to forget in a week. It's it's what really stuck to you, what you remembered or what haunted you or what you spent your life asking questions about. Sure. So 10 seasons, uh, season 10 is getting ready to debut this Sunday with back-to-back episodes at midnight on Adult Swim. How many years have you been on Family Guy now, Seth? 
Uh, I started Family Guy in 1998. Oh, you were in vitro then. God, if you were just picking the right projects, you know what I mean, Seth? Like, if you just had an agent who knew what he was doing. (laughs) But we, um, we were off the air for three years, and then we picked back up, and now we're into season 17, I think. Yeah, that got brought back from the dead before that was, like, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now that you can save shows on other channels and stuff. But Family Guy really kind of was the first. It was. It was one of the first shows to have whole seasons put out on DVD. Right. And it was the sales of the DVD that made Fox reconsider the cancellation. Um, Do people (laughs) ask you... Because because of your character, do people always try to get you to do, like, their their answer machine or their voicemail or anything like that? I'll get... I will. I'll get a lot of people who want me to say something for them or, like, prove... that that's something that comes out of me or or yeah occasionally do voicemails and stuff but i i I love it like it's a it's exciting to get to do something that that people want to hear i think we need a younger writer's room because of answering machine being said on the air (laughs) right right (laughs) nobody even listens to voicemail no no that's true i think it would be difficult to convince any gen z or whatever what it is let me get this straight. You had a machine, <laughs> a box that had its own plug and power source. And also people took pride in what they said on the tape. And and so you guys had tape like what you used to wrap presents? But also it was cool to just play a song, but and, not any words. And when you say cool, let's talk about the subjectivity of that. <laughs> I am uh, am famous for my bad examples, Seth. (laughs) Nice. Apparently that was another one. Ancient Uh, references. I'm trying to remember how long ago we first had you on the Kevin Bean Show, Seth. Because you're one of those guys. We were talking about you before you came in. I'm being honest here. That you look at Seth and you honestly can't tell whether he's 20 or 65. I mean, the dude dude does not age. And you do a new movie that you you made with Brecken Meyer, who also has that range. Same thing, right? Which we're going to talk about about in the next segment. Yeah, but but when do you suppose it was you first came in on K Rock? It might even have been before Kevin had beat, as far as I know. Do you remember? I mean, the first first time that I was on K Rock was on Loveline. Um, and I was probably 15 or 16, and that was way back when Poor Man was on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Pretty great. <laughs> I'm just counting now with my fingers. Yeah. I'm on my toes. Uh, that is a long time on camera. I know. Well, it's always great to have you. Jensen mentioned your movie, and I'm so excited yeah. to talk to you about it. You have done more for the country of Thailand and their <laughs> tourism board than anyone has ever done before. It looks like the most gorgeous place on Earth. Earth. It is. It's, can a, I give you it's a, a really beautiful can place. I give you a good tease? You got it, the can I give you a good tease? Jensen. Can I give yeah, you a tease? Yeah, let's hear your tease. Uh, I went to Thailand last year and I hated it. We'll talk about it with Seth. Oh my God. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Kofifi. Uh, I went to a couple uh, to Kofifi. I went to a bunch of places <laughs> around there that I, I we, we spent uh, Phuket. We spent uh 12 days. We'll you talk about it when we come back. pronunciation is terrible. It's the worst. I'm like, did you learn anything I hated there? It. I hated it. We'll you, talk about you it You were like actively avoiding any kind I, of I integration. I wanted to so much. All right. Yeah. So Pause much. right there. Seth Wright right. is here. He's going to record your answering machine outgoing uh, message when we return. Leave a message after the beat, please. <laughs> right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our friend uh, Seth Green in studio with us here on the Kevin Bean Show. We already mentioned Robot Chicken is coming back to Adult Swim. Uh, midnight on Adult Swim on uh, Sunday night with two episodes kicking off season 10. The 200th episode will happen at the end of this season, by the way. So congratulations, Seth. We talked about the family guy a little bit. Now I want to talk about Changeland. Yeah. Which is the new film. I know it came out uh, theatrically in the summer. It's now available on demand on Apple TV. I watched it on Amazon last night, by the way. So you got my six ninety nine. Thanks. And I, and I learned two things here, Seth. One is my wife is deeply 
in love with Breckenmeyer. Sure. Who isn't? Deeply in love. And two is Thailand is the most beautiful place on the face of the earth. Uh, Thailand is exceptionally beautiful. We did our best just to photograph it correctly. Mm -hmm. And this is, you wrote and directed this movie. And if I remember correctly, this is a directorial debut for you, right? Yeah, like a live action feature debut. Live action, right. Okay. I've spent the last 15 years directing stuff, but this was the first time I directed a movie. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a recipe for disaster to (laughs) open yourself up to an Apocalypse Now type situation where you're going to make your first movie in Thailand. I saw it differently i actually thought i was stacking the deck in my favor towards the best success opportunity i um wrote something that i thought was accomplishable i had already been to the place where we were going to film it and done the equivalent of location scouting and really thought about how to bring an independent crew there and then i got uh, all of my friends who i knew i could trust and depend on to not just be really good in the roles that i had written for them but also show up and not be a-holes yeah but also you used local crew which isn't easy you used yeah. uh, a thailand local crew to shoot but, and... but the thing is that the uh, uh, local crews have been making movies in Thailand for over 30 years. And we employed um, an awesome production team called Living Films that is so well entrenched in that community that they offered us the best of the best. And, and you have to translate was... with everybody? They all speak English. Um, most of the people spoke English, but we had plenty of people that could translate. And the interesting thing about film is that there are certain things that don't require that kind of verbal communication. When everybody is there, it's, it's like how the process just works. Yeah. And, and the exciting thing is the whole crew was motivated because the movie we're making is not about corruption or human yeah. trafficking. It's about, you know, just normal people experiencing what Thailand has to offer. Now, with this film, I understand you went through how many changes with the script? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, over. I, I went to Thailand originally in 2009. Yeah. And then I rewrote what this script was going to be at least six completely different times. Was it even going to be in Thailand originally? Always in Thailand, okay. always around these same set pieces. It was the story, and, and that sort of evolved, the story that I wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. I knew it was something small. I knew it was just about life and sort of the conclusions that you come to. Um, I wanted it to be about relationships and friendships. Uh, but the actual shape of it and the, the way the narrative worked, I kept evolving that. How did you finally decide, okay, this is it. I'm stopping now. Now let's start filming it instead of changing it again. Um, Were you finally satisfied? I, I don't know that I was ever entirely satisfied, and I made changes to it as we were shooting. There mm-hmm. were things that you, just things that happened on set where you realize, oh, it would work so much better yeah. if I was here. And then even in editing, everyone always told me that, but it was incredible to, to be there firsthand. It's like, oh, I, if I put this here, the story just works better. If I, yeah. if I show this instead of this, then the audience is going to get exactly what I want them to. It's a lot of power. Oh, I want to, uh, we're talking to <laughs> Seth Green about <laughs> Your perspective is fascinating. <laughs> it's, your, it's your obligation to tell the story, right? And if the audience isn't getting what you want them to get, then you're doing it wrong. Talking to Seth Green here on K-Rock about his film called Changeland, available on demand right now. You know, one of the things I thought, and I'm sure you've thought this many times, Seth, is that this is the kind of movie, and I enjoyed it so much, that we always hear can't and doesn't get made anymore. You know, we're at that point in movies now where they say if it doesn't have a superhero in it, nobody's going to see it. Or a sequel, I, yeah. I, I or really, a sequel or I, a reboot, yeah. I honestly think that's about, it's more about what you expect from it. For for example, you're not going to make this kind of movie and have it be a $100 million blowout. It's not necessarily the kind of thing that's going to be able to beat the noise of anything that gets awards. But the, the truth is, because there's so many different outlets available, there's so many different ways to see something that you can just about make anything you want. You just have to sort of temper your expectations for what the result is going to be. Interesting. My goal was to make a movie and then put it in the hands of an audience, and that's 
why we distributed it the way that we did. So, so mission accomplished anyone already. Can see it yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so I said before we teased that my wife and I went to Thailand and we did not like it. But watching your movie, clearly you had a better experience. What is it about Thailand that in, like uh, inspired you? Um, it was so far away. Mm that my friend and I were were forced to not think about any of the things that we both think about all the time. So it was an incredibly relaxing and eye-opening experience. And plus you're out in the middle of you know the Indian Ocean on the on a rock that's been there for millennia yeah. and walking in the footsteps of other humans that have dared to venture that. And that just does something to your brain. Right, the I, boxing, had the wrong, the, I had the wrong experience. The boxing thing is real? <laughs> you actually, as a tourist, can get into a ring and box? Yeah, the funny thing about this movie is everything that our characters do in the film is something that my real friend Dan and I did. And that's why I was so inspired to oh, tell a my. story in that context. Because I thought, oh, how does this even exist? And I kept telling my friend, it's like we're living in a movie, mm -hmm. staying at this resort, it, it, going in these kayaks, uh, stopping at James Bond Island, where hundreds of thousands of people a year walk in the same place for you know 15 minutes that uh, that's just a a really interesting concept to me that humans throughout history stop in the same place for the same experience even if they don't know why yeah it's just You're, we're all intertwined we're all tied together in yeah. some of the most simple ways yeah, we can be that was beautiful Allie. You <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I want a greeting pillow. card. That's, you're, why, um, that's why you had a rough trip because you're so cynical. Well, you know, you, you got to open your heart. Figured Jensen. it out pretty quick, so. <laughs> Seth, you're a, a pillow for you, Jensen. Your boxing, your fight in the movie is that the most athletic thing you've ever done as a human? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm uh, just <laughs> Come on, Bean. Uh, Watching it was the most athletic thing Bean Bean's ever that done. I've ever done. Yes, yeah. I was exhausted at the end of it for you. Yes. But working with that friends, tracks. though, that I was jealous of. Because it's everyone in the movie, including your wife. There are so many. I mean, all your pals are in the movie. You just went yeah. with your friends to film a movie. Kind of, yeah. And Randy Orton. Well, it is the trick you need when, when you're making an independent movie, when you have that little money and that little amount of money and that, that little amount of time, you mm. need everybody to show up and be awesome on take yeah. one. And that, be there for you. That's yeah. the upside of, of casting all the people that you know. And then by also the way, we got to enjoy ourselves. Randy mm -hmm. Orton is great in the film too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, great. And so is Macaulay Culkin. And I was his character is so fantastic. And is he just like, I mean, he has the most interesting IMDb, doesn't he? The films that he <laughs> picks over the last 15 years have all been so wacky. Yeah. He's just having the time of his life. He's in with like the a band that covers songs but only talks about pizza? I don't, yes. think they, I don't think they do that anymore, but they went on tour with <laughs> Harmar Superstar and Lizzo back in 15. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. He, it, it, can, can you agree with me, Seth? He's fantastic in the movie. Yeah, the, I, ca I cast him on everything. purpose, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what drew you to him? Well, Mac, Mac is one of those actors. He Because he worked so hard when he was a kid, because he had such success as a kid and because he's so incredibly well adjusted he he's semi-retired he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do That's i was great. really grateful that he wanted to do this i promised him i'd give him something really interesting and exciting to do and i thought he crushed it yeah, yeah i had no idea how funny he was until i started seeing his tweets yeah. he's one of the funniest people ever yeah he's awesome and he, he hosts great. a podcast the bunny ears podcast he's having a great time that was the it. best part I, was, I saw an interview with him they're like so what's in the future for you now that you want to get back in entertainment he's like oh, i'll probably do some podcasts <laughs> like this dude does not need to work he doesn't <laughs> no. Uh, Seth Green and Breckenmeyer go to Thailand. It is a very sweet story. It's got a great cast. As you mentioned, your wife Claire is tremendous in it. Brenda Song is great in it. Randy Orton is in it. It's, a, it's just a great cast uh, and a kind of a, a surprise a voice only actor that I won't say anything that you'll enjoy very much in the film as well. It's available <laughs> on demand right now. It is called Changeland. Seth, before you go, 
60 seconds with Seth Green. Allie is going to ask you questions. Just first answer, top of your mind, whatever you think of, all right? Let's hear it. Here we go. If you could join the cast of any TV show, past or present, which one would you choose? The Muppet Show. Oh, yes. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? Uh, you know, it's probably hereditary. <laughs> if animals could talk, which one would be the biggest a-hole? Rhinos. <laughs> if you could be any animal, which would you be? A bird. Creepiest thing you could say to a stranger you pass in the street? You look, you look great today. <laughs> Did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, everybody just made fun of my size. Oh, oh is Die seems... Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Sorry, Bruce. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Uh, it depends on the dog, but probably. I love animals. You can only bring one album to a deserted island. Which one? Photo album. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Strangest thing you've ever heard or read about yourself? Uh, that I died. Oh. Mm. You could only eat one food for the rest of your life. What would it be? Pizza. Oh, All good answers. Right. All All nice answers. way to Great end. showing. Very good. Good showing. Nice. Seth, let's not make it so long next time, my friend. You got it. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Thanks for joining us here on the world-famous K-Rock at 106.7 KROQ. And why wouldn't you when we're giving you the ticket to the hottest show of 2020? Maybe the maybe the only announced show of 2020, but still, it's a great show. The Hell Omega concert is at Dodger Stadium on July 25th with Green Day, Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and the Interrupters. We're going to give away tickets right now with a game that we like to call Total Recall. Total Recall, that's the game that we play. If you want tickets to the Hell Omega Tour. Oh, yeah. Total Recall, Hell Omega tickets. That's what you will win. All you have to do is recall. I guess I could have asked you this off the air, Jensen, but you could do me a favor by directing the phone calls if you could do that today because I'm down a hand right now. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, here's what's going to happen is we'll put you on the phone. I will give you the category, and then in 10 seconds, you'll name three items in that category. Three items in the category. If you're right, you go into the drawing, and someone wins tickets for the Hello Mega Tour. Who's up first? Uh, We're going to go with Alejandro in Winnetka. Alejandro, good morning, sir. Hi, good morning. All right, listen up. As Ali mentioned yesterday on the show, the band Fall Out Boy famously took their name from a character on the Simpsons TV show. Besides the Simpson family of Homer, Marge, Lisa, and Bart, name any other three residents of Springfield, three other characters on the Simpsons. Good luck. Uh, Mr. Burns, um, um, Guy, and... Um, oh! This one is going to hurt him for the rest of his life when he thinks Millhouse. about Apu and Millhouse and, and Ned Flanders oh, no. and Krusty the Clown. So many. Thank you for the call. I'm Even sorry. Lenny and Carl. Ralph I mean, Wiggum. <laughs> there's Chief a lot. Wiggum. There's Back a lot of Tony. characters. Let's get to a rest of the show. Let's do it. Krusty. <laughs> Maggie. Oh, Groundskeeper Lord. Willie. Uh, Selma and Patty. Lenny Leonard. I did Mayor Quimby. Oh, Mayor Quimby. Yeah, this is There's easy. a lot. The Groundskeeper Willie. God. Yeah. Otto. Uh, uh, itchy and scratchy are just on TV, so they don't I live in Springfield, it. right? I allow it. I allow it. You yeah, would allow it to be scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Santa's a little helper, by the oh, way. Oh, Santa's a little helper. Okay. Who's our next contestant, please? Uh, this is Alexandria in Rialto. Alexandria? Hi. Hey. You ready to play the game for Hella Mega Tickets? Yes. Here we go. 
One of Green Day's most popular songs was the title track from their album, American Idiot, that was released, by the way, 15 years ago this week. Friend of the show, Weird Al Yankovic, recorded a very popular parody of the song called Canadian Idiot. All right, if you want to get into the drawing, name me any three cities or towns in Canada. Any three cities or towns in Canada. Good luck. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh I'm blanking. Um, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I can't think of anything. I'm so sorry. Oh. There's Duffman. <laughs> Duffman. No, nope, that's Simpsons. That's Simpsons. I don't know oh, okay. Canada. I'm so sorry. Nelson? <laughs> There's a Montreal. Have you heard of that? Toronto, oh, yes. Toronto, Quebec. Vancouver, Quebec. Edmonton, Quebec. Quebec. Oh my gosh! Yes. Ottawa. Okay. All right. That's okay. Yeah, Don't thank feel bad. You. Thank, yep. thank you for the call. We appreciate. All right. Oh for two. All right. Let's go to Edgar. In- Regina is one of my favorites too. By the <laughs> way, Allie. Edgar in Woodland Hills. Edgar. What do you think? What do you think about your fellow competitors that you've been listening to on hold? Oh man, I I. They got those. I don't know. I would have aced them. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, Edgar. (laughs) And jinx. Okay. Weezer's breakthrough hit came 25 years ago and was a song called Buddy Holly. If you'd like to get into the drawing to see the band sing it live next summer, just name for me any three other famous dead rock music singers besides Buddy Holly. Other famous dead rock music singers besides Buddy Holly. Ten seconds on the clock. Go. Uh, 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 Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and uh, uh, Chuck Berry. Oh, he got it. He got it. He got it. He got it. He okay. got it. Yeah, he and did. I feel like he should get extra credit just for naming who was on the plane. <laughs> yes, we weren't asking for all the people who died on the plane. It's not so not It's so crazy that you thought of the Big Bopper before, I don't know, Kurt Cobain. Hello, baby. So All right, you are in the drawing, sir. I did not think that he was going to make that. He did. He did. He got it in. Right under the wire. Okay, who's our next contestant, please? Uh, The next contestant is Stephanie in Temple City. Hey, Steph, you ready to play? Oh, yeah. All right, we're going back to Green Day now. They're, of course, on the Hella Mega Tour lineup, and the Green New Deal is in the news a lot lately as well. Would you please name for me three things you can do to live a more green life? In other words, what steps can you take to help save resources in the world? Ten seconds on the clock. Good luck. Recycle. You want to not, you want to drive eco, like, eco, like gas by. Yep. And drive a bike. Um, oh, two and three. I feel like an eco-friendly car is very different than yeah, a motor transportation. Okay, like a bike. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Yeah, you can use uh, canvas bags instead of plastic. You can start composting. You can uh, eat less meat, plant mm-hmm. trees, uh, a lot of stuff. Fly Don't with fly. The big bopper. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with the big bopper. Or, you know, come up with a Simpsons character. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's two go. contestants yeah. in the drawing so far. Yes. Yeah, let's go to Adriana in Huntington Park. Adriana. Hi. You ready to play? Yes. All right. The Hell Omega Tour is being held at Dodger Stadium next summer. As you know, you can get one step closer to winning tickets by naming for me any three current Dodger players, any three men that are currently on the Dodgers and they're going to win the World Series later this year. Who you got? Um, oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Uh, David Freezy. Chris Taylor. Um, 
Clayton Kershaw might have come to mind. Cody Bellinger, Kenley Hansen, Jansen, Jansen. rather, Corey Seager, Justin Turger, Will Turner, Smith. Jock uh, Peterson. I mean, there's a lot of them. Cody you, Bellinger. You, you went a different direction, and I respect that as Pun well. John Rue. Mm-hmm. Thank Dr. you for the Dr. call. I mean, we don't need to rub it in. <laughs> Rich Hill. Did we mention Max Muncy? Yeah. All right. Let's do Corey uh, let's, Seager. Let's go, to, let's go to Joseph in Canoga Park. Joseph will be our last contestant. Exactly. All right, Joseph, you ready to be the uh, the last person to get into the drawing here? Yes, sir. All right. Several of Weezer's albums have had actual titles, but instead are almost universally referred to by the cover of the album, like their immensely beloved Green album. Here's your question. Besides green, name any three of the remaining six colors left in the rainbow. Not green, but three other colors in a rainbow. Good luck. Yellow, orange, blue... That Apple. guy is good right there. Yeah. That is how it's played. He didn't have to Roy G. Bivet. Yeah. Did he name them all? And Did he do bumper. Indigo and Violet and, and the Big Bumper? bumper? I think oh, the Simpsons well. Wow. Joseph. I, I never expected so much Big Bopper on today's show. <laughs> no. All right, this has been Total Recall. Let me see. We got Edgar, we got Stephanie, we got Joseph. Are those our three finalists here? Yep. Only one will win tickets to see the show next summer at Dodger Stadium, the Hell Omega Tour. Who's our winner, please? The winner is Joseph. He got it. Yeah. Joseph, our best, yeah. our fastest contestant, and you also win the tickets for the show. Way Thank to be, guys. my friend. Thank All you right. for playing Total Recall. Oh, yeah! Total Recall! It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. By the way, Ali, you yeah. have been remarkably calm for mm. somebody who is going to be on a stage in front of a bunch of people both yeah. nights this weekend. Yeah, uh, Friday and Saturday night up in Oxnard at Levity Live. I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing a show with Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. You know him from uh, Family Guy. He was putty on Seinfeld. Sure. The Tick. My God, the best Tick, right? The Who's Dish. With you know, me? one of my favorite movies of all time ever he started in. The dish. We talked about it on this show before. Yeah, and then I got confused with soap dish. It was a whole ordeal. Um, <laughs> you but- can hear stuff as good as that bit we did about dish versus soap dish. <laughs> We're going to be doing uh, Letters from a Nut, which was a great uh, bunch of best-selling books by a man named Ted L. Nancy, which wasn't really even his real name, but where he writes really obnoxious, funny letters to corporations, to casinos, to whoever, and he will be reading all those, and I will be responding as the representatives of those companies. Are you nervous? Um, yeah, because you've heard me read. It doesn't go great. <laughs> well, there's no math. You're no. Pre- you're pretty good with reading. There's no math, but it's uh, math where you have trouble. Yeah, yeah, Friday and Saturday up in Oxnard at Oxnard's Levity Live. Just Google it. Get tickets. Come see us. Yeah, that'll be, fun. be fun. A rare Alan McKay sighting in the wild. You guys, no, it's go crazy. check it out. All right, time for one final look at uh, what's happening. Well, Samuel L. Jackson has inked a deal with Amazon to provide the first celebrity voice option for Alexa. Did you guys hear about this? Enough is enough! I have had it with these mother snakes on this mother plane! That's the guy I want telling me the weather every day. Well, guess what? You can select either clean or explicit modes. <laughs> How easy is it going to be to deep fake Samuel L. Jackson now, though? Well, yes. and that's the thing. These are not, like, pre-recorded things. 
So here's the thing. Jackson's baritone is coming to Alexa thanks to a new neural text-to-speech technology developed by Amazon. That's designed uh, to make Alexa's default female voice more human-sounding with more emotive and expressive speech. But as Jensen says, he can now literally say anything. Exactly, because he didn't go and pre-record these. Right. These are being synthesized rather than delivered as pre-recorded words or phrases. Mm -hmm. So they could do it to all of us, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So All right, cool, that's man. That's a terrifying story I just brought you. Congratulations. Yeah. And that's my great news. Starting in 2020, nothing bad will come from that. I wonder if they'll ever get to the point where, because people are so narcissistic, where they'll give you the option to be the Alexa voice in your own house. <laughs> just to hear yourself. Just to hear yourself. Questions. And you could say, Jensen, what time's the train? It's and, at 1220. Yeah. My loud voice. Exactly. Yeah. Thing, though, yeah. I wonder if they'll let you do that. I mean, the technology exists. Someone's a narcissist. And how often do you think, Jensen, you're asking, what time is the train? <laughs> same same amount of times I ask, do you want to do my answering machine? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Jensen, I need I need your thoughts on this because mm-hmm. you are a not a huge fan of the reboot. No. And I know that Clue is one of your favorite movies. It really is. And it has kind of upset you that they are going to be redoing Clue. I'm not freaking out, but I okay. think it's a bad decision, yeah. Well... Fresh from Sunday's Emmy win for Best Directing in a Drama Series for Netflix's Ozark, Jason Bateman is in early talks to direct Ryan Reynolds in Clue, as well as star in it. Yeah, Wadsworth, right? That makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I'm still kind of bummed. I like like Bateman. I even like Ryan Reynolds. I just... uh... This movie doesn't need to be remade. It's so good originally. That I, I think, think it didn't it need to be made in the first place. Oh, how dare you! Oh my you gosh, disgusting. really? Have you seen it? Wait, have, did you not love Clue? I never saw it. Yeah, you should see oh, it. They made a movie out of a board game. I don't need that. Tim Curry, Tim Curry Leslie Ann Warren, uh, Martin Mull. It's great. That's a good cast. McKean. Don't need it. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's her name? Flames, flames, the side of my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Madeline Kahn, um, right? Is that her name? What? Anyway. Great people in the movie. And now you're going to ruin it. Well, here's here's the thing, which I was confused about. It says that this is an exclusive from Deadline. They say Bateman will develop the Clue script with Reynolds. Hmm. Reynolds made a three-year producing deal early last year off the success of the two Deadpool movies. And the studio at the time had put Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who wrote the first Deadpool film, to script clues. We so spoke does, about it with them a little too. Yeah, but here. does this mean now that Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman are writing the script instead well, of them? Hollywood scripts nowadays have, you know, handfuls of writers. So basically, I'm sure they're all going to be putting their polish on maybe the two guys' original scripts. So he'll be supervising the script alongside Jason Bateman, means he'll be adding jokes and etc. Were you thinking Madeline Kahn? Yeah, what did I say? I don't know. What'd you say? Why do some people tune out? (laughs) I think I said that. You said that. Okay, good. Uh, You guys, following the success of artist-driven films about Queen, huge, huge deal, right? Bohemian Mm -hmm. Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. Um, Elton John, Rocket Man. MGM Television is turning to Billy Joel. What? The studio is teaming with Universal Music Publishing Group to bring the New York singer-songwriter, New York singer-songwriter's music to life as a scripted arcthology. Called An, oh, oh, arcthology? Uh, what? Arcthology What's is that? what they're yeah. calling it. Here, well, here's the thing. Um, the show is going to see each episode based on lyrics of its hits and then populated by characters from those songs, like oh. The Stranger, The Piano Man, Mama Leone, and uh, Sergeant O'Leary. Mm-hmm. 
that's odd, right? The tracks will be reimagined and rearranged by Joel's music team with his input and take his tunes in a new direction. They had uh, thought about doing a TV show, the basis for a TV sh- series, which was um, John Mayer's Heart of Life, yes, did not get which they up, yeah. passed on. So, but they've never thought about doing an entire catalog as a basis for one. So, does it say if they have selected the pug that will be playing Billy Joel? <laughs> wow, I mean that's harsh. He if- he does look more and more like almost a Sharpay, really, as he gets older. <laughs> But that's, you know, it's just his face. If I recall correctly, and this might be a phone topic, by the way, for another day, he is on your would-do list, right? He Billy was. Joel. I No, I had mentioned before, he was on my top five list um, of men. And then uh-huh. I, oh, there I realized just, I... Just walked by. I had aged out, so... I'm you made it out for his interest yeah. in you. Yeah. I see what yes. you're saying. You're too okay. old for yeah. him. Because I think it would be an interesting topic one day to have people call in about people who are conventionally unattractive that you still are, have the hots for. You know would what I mean? Would you Buscemi? No, he's not for me. Uh, but there are people who would. Oh, sure. Certainly, yes. Hmm. I could think of these. That's a good topic for. Yeah, Denver. I think that would be. I think that would be interesting. Who's the guy um, with the bigger uh, Adrian nose? Brody? Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. But That's then it's creepy. How big his nose is that you can do that, and I can immediately say his name. Yeah. <laughs> but well, he's your people. Yeah. There's um, <laughs> there's a lot of ladies who would be lined up for Adrian Brody. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's considered. He's considered quite a heartthrob. Weird Al. I mean, I would, but well, I, don't, I can't speak yeah. to you guys. Oh yeah, I was talking yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we did that topic, and people had really odd people. I think everyone would say Dinklage. That seems like a very high Peter one. Dinklage? Because yeah. he's so good looking in the face, he's just unconventionally short, really. Right. But he's very good looking. I will tell you that Kevin has the narrowest attractive scale mm-hmm. of anyone I've ever met. Like, they have to be between 21 and 23 and a half, or, <laughs> or he's out. So, like, when we try to get him interested in, like, Helen Mirren or somebody who's just a classic, all-time sexy beast, right? Okay. <laughs> I mean, the way you said I that. mean, you also, like, love grandmas. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, Betty White is the hottest. But right. I, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> like, wouldn't, wouldn't, don't you think a lot of people find Helen Mirren incredibly yeah, attractive? Beautiful. Absolutely. Stunning. Yeah. Kevin does not have a category where older women can be considered sexy. Does not have that category at all. Hmm. Which is always so weird to me because you're cutting out half the, you know, half the population. He's ageist. I think so. Ooh, me so horny. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I can end with that one. Huh. Who would yours be, Bean? Who's... I don't know. I got to think about it. But I think this is a topic we'll revisit another time when people are listening. That's the queen, right? Uh, no, never, ever, ever. You would totally bone Never. Queen. Not in a million years. Are you kidding? That would be the most, that would feel sacrilegious. Why? Hey, because, queen. Because she's my queen. That's why. Well, Donna's your queen. Well, Donna's my real queen. But I mean, she's my <laughs> my actual sovereign. So no. No, thank you. Are you afraid you couldn't, you know? <laughs> Thanks, horny little grandpa. You'd be so nervous. You wouldn't be able to. No, me. that's not what I'm suggesting at all. I'll make her forget about Prince Philip. I'll tell you that. Well, she probably does when she leaves the room. <laughs> make her say, soldiers at attention. Oh, dear. Some birthdays for you. Lily sings Serena Williams. I like her to inspect my beef eater. I don't wow. Even, I don't what? know what that means. It just happened. I don't. I literally don't know what that means. <laughs> and wouldn't she have the beef eater? 
I mean, if I, if I were thinking about really it, break this I told you I didn't have any idea what I meant. Hey, folks. Sometimes you just you can't stop yourself from saying really dumb things. Sure. Yes, no, please. Please. Some birthdays for you, Lily Singh, Serena Williams, Olivia Newton, John Linda Hamilton, and Jim Caviezel, and that's what's happening. Um, our friend Ruben did not see fit to provide me with Honda copy today. Does anyone have it handy? No, but... Beer mug, is that something you can do for me? Uh, <laughs> the five o'clock hour really, really killed it. Right. No commercials, yeah. thanks really. to our friends. Oh, here's Ruben. Oh, there it is. Give it to... Uh, Hey, on your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Thank you to Honda, and thank you to everybody for listening. Tomorrow, we'll be back with an all-new show. It's going to be a good one. Friday, of course, means a bunch of music stuff on the program, including we add some selections to the Kevin Bean playlist. It's That's My Jam. We'll have that for you just before 8 a.m. Just after 9, you help us pick the music with Keep It 100. One of our favorites, you guys, little comedian Taylor Williamson is going to be joining us in studio. And there's a survey out about the number of people who would snitch on a family member. If somebody in your family committed a crime, would you, and here's another great expression, Jensen, mm-hmm. drop a dime on that family member? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what we're going to be talking about on the program. This guy, Slang Man too. Also, more tickets for Hella Megator at Dodger Stadium, more tickets for Joker at the Arclight ahead of its opening next Friday, and tickets to the WWE SmackDown 20th Anniversary at Staples Center. That's all tomorrow right here on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Okay, now stop. Heimer time. Hit it, Steve. <laughs> Is it Heimer? Is it Heimer? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.